0: Like to tell 21 keep his guards up. We riding with him, and I like to say any listener want to be a listener and don't want to have to worry about the host. All in the microphone, cooning on the microphone, fraudin'. Listen to boys in the huddle. So, Go. what's going on, fellas?
1: Man, glad to be here. It took a nice little couple weeks off. Black History Month. Get another episode out there. Should be a good one.
2: Yeah, man. Glad to be back. A lot of uh, interesting things going on in sports and in the, in the world. So, uh, yeah, let's get ready to do it,
0: man. Yeah, we kind of missed last week, but uh, maybe we'll do a a double feature for the listeners. Um, but I I did see something that was pretty interesting. Uh just yesterday over the weekend, um the old Miss, this Mississippi basketball team kneeled yeah. for the anthem. Uh they must have sold my mute Mississippi um <laughs> movement and decided to move. <laughs> <laughs> Word. But uh, no doubt. they uh I guess there was an uh there was a, a protest or a march For the pro-Confederacy, it was a pro-Confederacy march that they decided to protest during the anthem. And about eight of them kneeled um, to show their displeasure with that. Uh, The university spoke out. I thought that was interesting, saying that those people that do this pro-Confederacy march are not from Mississippi. At least that's what they tried to say. uh, Well, they said they weren't
2: part of, they said they're not part of the university.
0: I thought it said that they were out of towners; that they, they weren't from there, and so he meant the university. He didn't yeah, mean Mississippi. Yeah, I'm, I'm, okay, I, I found yeah. it hard to believe. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, but shouts to them, man! Shouts to them for uh, you know making their voices heard, standing up for something that they believe in. Uh, not everybody would or have the courage.
2: For something that
0: they believe in. Or kneeling for it, but not everybody would have the courage to do that. So shout out to them. Yeah. With much respect. Uh, And my Mute Mississippi campaign is not over. This may just reignite it. It's coming back. It's coming (laughs) back. If Rosa, well, I guess Rosa didn't have no choice. But if, uh, shit, who else? (laughs) (laughs) I noticed there was something pointy coming. Well, if Martin had decided to give up after the first time. We wouldn't be voting today. I'll just say That's that. That's a fact. So That's let's, a fact. Let's go ahead and, and see if we can get that going. And just to clarify, the movement is based on the Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith getting her out of office and recruits not going to those universities will put the pressure on her from the universities. Once they know this movement is happening, they've got a lot of power in that state as well. They'll tell her to resign. So it ain't over. We're coming back. Yeah.
1: Never know. You might start hurting her hurting her pockets with uh, her political donors and all that. So that could be dope.
0: Yeah, those boosters, Yeah, I'm sure they know her. I'm sure that there's some ties there. But, you know, the athlete is where the power is, where we hold our power. And that's where we got to attack it from, you know, just from my standpoint. But um, big week in basketball, especially Duke basketball, especially the next big thing, Mrs. Zion. Y'all saw that?
1: Yeah, you're talking oh about uh, Duke
0: Duke versus UNC. Duke versus UNC, big hype. People were paying Super Bowl prices to get in the building. Barack with the black flight jacket with 44 on the sleeve. Made
1: sure the sleeve was showing. <laughs> he was clean. <laughs> he big was clean. Saw spike in the building. There was a few people. They said tickets was going as high as $4,000 for like, I guess this was closer to the floor seats, but still $4,000 to see a bunch of unpaid athletes.
0: And on the first play for Duke, he busts mm. out of the shoe. The Paul Georges, the Paul Georges, mm. out of the shoe. Damn. Uh, do y'all think that was just happenstance? You think it was something wrong with the product? I mean, Paul George wears them. Uh, we don't see it often. Or oh, is Zion just that much of a of a man? Pause. Like, is he that powerful of a dude that mm. going the wrong way and the weights going the other? He could possibly have this happen again.
2: Mm. I think, uh, I I mean, that's a, Giants a big dude, man. 285. 285, and that's what he's listed as, so we all know that that's probably off by a few, you know? Uh, I I think that, I I mean, obviously, but we all know that the the shoes got the worst end of of, of that, uh, you know, (laughs) that break, uh, pardon the pun. I think that it probably could happen again, you know, maybe he just got a, maybe he got a bad, a bad pair, but you know, Jesus Christ, that looked, that that looked crazy. And the sad part about it is I tuned into the game right after it started and I missed it. I missed it. I missed it live. And I'm wondering Mm. what's going on with him. Is he in battle trouble this early? And then I see, you know, see what happens, but yeah, the the shoes got the bad end of that. But I think that that probably could happen with any pair of shoes just because he's such a, he's such a big guy.
1: Yeah, I, I I think definitely we'll see Nike definitely will focus a little more on sneakers that he's wearing because I'm pretty sure they're trying to line him up for when he turns pro then next season. But that particular play, it didn't look like he was doing anything extraordinary in terms of a cut. So I. My guess would be that was just a defective sneaker, but, you know, definitely I think Nike stock took a little bit of a hit the next day. So I think, you know, you yeah. definitely see some improvement for sure in the sneakers that misdesign where it's going forward.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, you know, it, it, it also leads into a lot of the things that we've spoken about on the show as far as, um, you know, NCAA and we also saw a few things happen with the NBA this past week as well. So, a lot of people are saying he should shut it down. Um A lot of people are saying he should shut it down. I don't tip, I don't necessarily agree with that. Um but now if he would have waited a year, if he would have homeschooled and reclassified like the rest of them do, he <laughs> he wouldn't have to deal with this. So it's going to be interesting now to see now, Dante. I think you you saw it, but the NBA took the rule away, right? Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. they, they changed the rule back to. I guess they're going to look for twenty twenty, I think, to put it in effect. But they're they're going to lower their age now to to eighteen. So high school players will be able to join to join the league again, which you know, kind of dumbfounding for us because we talked about some of the other things they were trying to do in the G League where they were trying to incentivize, you know, they called it elite high school players who didn't want to go mm-hmm. to college to, you know, make, I think like 125,000 or something like that for one year to play in the G League, which I think that strategy is now thrown out the window. So, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of new ways to look at it. I think the NCAA is definitely more at risk um, by this change and they're going to have to think about creative ways to incentivize, players to even want to entertain going to the NCAA I think
0: yeah but for, since we're on Zion I mean what do you guys think should he shut it down he committed to Duke for a year um, there is an insurance policy in place I, I personally feel like he should go out there and play he made a commitment to to the university and that team and his teammates are depending on him as well he can go get hit by a bus tomorrow anything can happen I think he needs to go out there and finish out that experience. That's my personal take.
2: Yeah, uh, that's a no for me, dog. Uh, sit down. You know, God forbid. I understand you have a, I understand you have the insurance policy, but at the end of the day, the reason that you're playing the game is because you want to be able to play it for a long time, and God forbid you go out there and you you do get hurt. Well, now you can't live you know, life
0: scared. You can't play the game scared, and you can't live life in that manner. You start, you, Anything you can happen you, when he's working out. Something can happen.
2: I, and I, I agree with that also. But the big picture is that I'm here because I want to play in the NBA. That's why I'm here. If I didn't have to be here, I wouldn't even be Not here. Not necessarily. Been- he could have went
0: overseas. He could have had a few other things that he could have done without committing to that university, at least for that year. Right or wrong?
2: Understood. No, no, that's right. But if you listen to what I said, the, the, the key word was the NBA. I, I want to play in the NBA. Right, but so you all, said
0: all, all this, all, he, he had no choice but to be there. He had a choice.
2: Well, he, he, had he a did. choice. He did. But what happens is, just like you say, anything can happen. So when anything can happen and you almost blow out your knee on a very, very random play, well, then at that point you got to start to put things in in perspective. And the perspective is that this ultimately is just a piece of the goal. The ultimate goal is me going. Now, would it be
0: any different if he happened to go up for a rebound and just come down and turn his ankle? Just that—that's typical in basketball, so people can expect that to happen. So, I think people are making this big fuss because it was Makes something us a little more
2: hypersensitive but yeah. it was, i think it was, because of the way it happened because of the way it happens you're a little bit more you're you're way more hypersensitive to it because it's like game that wasn't even a, a basketball play and it, it was almost exactly over
0: for him. right so yeah. if he could be doing yeah. anything that's not basketball related and have something happen to him go out there and ball go out there and enjoy the tournament i wouldn't come back until the tournament i tell you that or i may come back north carolina game is the last game of the season I may come back for that. Yeah,
1: I think for me, I'm similar to Ron. I would probably shut it down. Um, I think my, my issue, and it kind of goes back to our first couple episodes when we talked about it, NBA, the NCAA has to figure out a way to allow these players to monetize their likeness. So you got a situation where, you know, this kid blew, his, blew open a shoe that he has no say in wearing. Everybody's making money from it and then he has to come back. What if he was scared to death to put on another pair of Nikes? He doesn't have a choice now, right? But at this But it's it an
0: extreme situation. What do you mean scared to put on another pair of Nikes?
1: I mean you come can't on. you can't say it's an extreme when you it don't have millions on the line. I'm saying it's possible, right? He could he maybe he's more comfortable in Pumas. Or Adidas, and I think that you know these players that especially you are these, elite,
0: these guys, man, what do you mean scared to put on another pair of Nikes? That's too much. Uh, nah, you gotta you, relax.
1: You got, you gotta relax and let people get their words out. Yeah, that's just you ridiculous. gotta, you gotta relax and, and let's let's talk about it from a factual point of view. You got an athletic director that makes one and a half million dollars in part from this Nike contract. You have a coach and Coach K who deserves to get his money. He's one of the best to ever do it. He gets something around six million, and then you have uh, athletic director uh, or another, or another um, uh, coach. I thought ACC Commissioner John John Swulford, who who makes three million dollars a year, you know, for all the talent that comes in the ACC. But you're telling me at the same time that Zion has to relax because the only security blanket he has, if he would have, you know, had a career-ending injury would have been an $8 million insurance policy. So I think at the end of the day, you know, an agent, his family, his, his lawyers, whoever's close to him, they got to give him advice so he, he can protect his, bond, his, his future purchasing power. It's no different than when we was growing up. Tyson Chandler did something that I remember. He, he sat out the McDonald's All-American game, and a lot of people gave him flack for that. He was trying to protect his position in the draft, Kyrie Irving he did the same thing. A lot of people complained he only played, I think, seven games at but then Duke. He
0: could have sat out. He, he didn't have to go into the lids of Coach K. Is that is that not worth something? Is those facilities they have in Duke not worth something? Yeah, but we're talking about his likeness.
1: They wouldn't be making four thousand dollars off of tickets without him in the building. They not coming to see Coach K. Uh, that's, that's, yeah. that's that's. They're not coming to see Coach
0: Guy. I understand what you're saying from that standpoint, but he committed to the university. He committed to that team, and everybody's overreacting because of that situation that he blew out of a shoe. Could happen when he gets into to uh, summer league and NBA
1: college athletes are college athletes are unpaid billboards that's that's I'm not not disagreeing with you that's That's a whole nother conversation but it's similar here though because at the end of the day the only security blanket that he had was this insurance policy and I'm just saying, if he can monetize a little bit off of his likeness, then that'll help them in the next wave of the NCAA. Because you know, like you just said, 18 year olds are going back into the NBA now.
0: So, so he, you, t- you think he should come out, turn his back on his teammates, turn his back on his commitment, oh, man, and tell out. the people he's going to sit out because he wants to uh, preserve his stock for the MV- NBA.
2: It's been done before. Not per- not his stock. It's because he's because he's the. He's the guy. You know what I'm saying. It's, 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 it's no, and what like if he if goes gotta, out
0: there and, and tears his ACL? And let's 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 think about this as well. If you tell your ACL today? Totally different than what it was 10, 15 years ago. So it's right, not so too put, many so, injuries on another that, in so why basketball. Why put
2: yourself on the shelf? Why at, put yourself on the shelf for another year? Because you're supposed when, to be a competitor.
0: I'm just not with it, man. You're supposed to be a competitor. Go out there and compete.
2: So you're, So then let me ask you this then, right? So let's let's So. So if if it's your child, right, same thing happens to them. Are you going to tell your child, hey, nah, go ahead, get back out there. Are you going to tell them, you know what?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah? The plan is already written. The plan yeah, is already written, brother. You go out there oh, and, and compete.
1: Joel and B. <laughs> Joel and B. Sat out two straight years coming back from an injury. I'm sure if he could change back the clock, he would have probably went about college a little differently, so that he could have started playing a little earlier. College in the NBA. was
0: the back. The college's issue was his back. The foot became an issue once he got into the NBA.
1: Right. He probably would have not he probably would have sat out earlier in the process to to be able to be productive earlier in his career. I think I don't know I think I, I stand with Ron on this. I think I would probably sit out and look at the big picture because the school's not thinking about him you know at the end of the day if he if if he has this look at Jason Williams Jason Williams had that motorcycle accident say
0: he sits out does it affect his long-term relationship with the university yeah, so who, bro, cares about who cares who cares? Duke alum and being a part of that brotherhood is, is 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 somewhat of a big deal.
1: I think Chris Webber's okay. Oh, please. It, that is not a big deal at all. <laughs> I think Chris Webber's fine.
0: It is. What if he wants to coach one day? There's certain what people that can coach. keep him
2: away from it. No, you think they don't have the power? No, they can't. No, they can't. Right. No. No. Right. So, so if he decides, so if he moves down as whatever, I don't even care if he stinks as an NBA player, right? He decides that at the end of his NBA career, he wants to coach. Somebody's going to say, "Oh, well, we're going to make sure he can't coach because he didn't play in the last, uh, uh, you know, seven games at Duke when he was eighteen Stuff years old." Stuff is all about
0: relationships, and maybe Duke doesn't care. Maybe they'll be, maybe they'll be behind him. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but there
2: are there, there are three hundred other universities. You know, they, Duke won't be able to stop him from coaching uh, <laughs> at at at, are, at fucking Miami of Ohio. It, it, it,
0: I wouldn't say that. If Coach K is still around and he's involved, if whoever that uh um, president or um not a chance. Yeah. Not a
2: chance. Think about no, it from think,
1: think about it from the flip side too, that line of thinking. Um, you don't think there would be consequences to Duke if the other future athletes that were elite that knew that they were going to be one and done or could understand Zion's decision-making from trying to preserve his draft value, would they be less likely to be interested in going I'm there? i just not
0: with it, man. I mean, you saw Willis here years ago go out there and he, in the championship game, came back and played, right? Had a gruesome injury, but he still had a successful NFL career. Go out there and compete, man. Go but out there his, and be with your teammates. But,
1: but would his career have turned out differently... Had he He's been terrible. thinking about himself, I mean,
0: you just—nah, Willis had as good of a career he was going to have. I think. That's, I
1: think that's debatable. His early years were tough, but uh, no, we disagree on that. Definitely.
0: Nah, I think I think Zion should go out there, and be with his teammates, enjoy that March Madness. Uh, the people want to see it. Uh, the university and your teammates are dependent on you, and I don't think it's that serious. I think it was an anomaly. What happened with the sneaker, and he'll be okay.
2: So now here's, so let me ask you this, right? So do you have a problem with, with, uh, uh, what's his name? Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa's, uh, brother, him sitting out, him being a consensus, all, uh, number one pick also?
0: Well, I don't follow college football like that. What was his situation? I'm sorry? I don't follow college football. What was his situation?
2: His situation was that he, he decided that he wasn't going to play in the, I want to say that it was the, uh, it was the bowl game, but it, it also actually might have been even before that. But he had like a, a muscle injury or something. He said, "Yeah, I'm not going to mess up my, I'm not going to mess up my draft standing, so I, I'm not going to play anymore." And this actually might have been earlier. This might have been in like I don't know October or November where they where they shut him down. Well, he shut himself down.
0: Yeah, I mean it happens. I, I feel football is a little bit different just because the type of injuries that you can uh, sustain there could. Tremendously hurt your uh, career going forward. Basketball, to me, what we've seen in the surgery game over the past few years is different now. Go I, I, out there I and that. play. I
3: get that. Go yeah. out there and get, play. Get, That's I get, my opinion. It's, it's, and I'm, most people probably yeah, don't
0: agree with that. Yeah. But, you know, I coached, we all played. I feel like if it was 10 years ago, sure sit out, go ahead and preserve yourself because, you know, back in the day, we saw what happened to the Sam buoys of the world. You know, we saw what happened to um, I want to say, Allen Houston after he had the injury. Like, the, it wasn't the same medical um, experience back then. We didn't progress yeah. the way we have
2: yeah. now. Yeah. So I
0: think you should go out there I, and play, man.
2: Yeah. I just think for every AP, you know, Agent Peterson that comes back and they're stronger than ever, you know, you have a you know, you have some somebody else that, that's the opposite side of the coin where they never were able to get back to, to their to their former selves. You know, so. so we'll uh, see what
0: happens. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Does, does anybody think he signs with Nike, though, once he gets to the league? Are you taking Nike or the field? mm, mm. She, I'm
2: taking the field.
0: You're
2: going to take the I'm field? I'm taking the field. Hell, yeah. I'm taking the field. I'm taking the we field. Because at this point, at this point, hold on. At this point, though, guess what? If it is Nike, oh, boy, the numbers on that deal are going to be
0: stupid. They'll be stupid from damn near anybody. Yeah, I,
1: I'm I'm probably going to go, I'll go Nike, um, still get some, I think he'll probably end up signing with, uh, Clutch sports, and you know they're marketing him as the next as the next LeBron. So I'm sure they they might have a good pitch for him that could you know Depends sell him where on he that.
0: goes. Well, I guess he has to pick his agent beforehand. But if he's in New York, you got go to go with Rock Nation. And if they got the mm-hmm. number one pick, which a lot it's of people may think, Puma. I think I <laughs> think you got to go to Rock Nation Sports. And what we see now from these kids coming out, they're kind of anti Nike. You know what I mean? Mm. They want to be their own individual, which I can appreciate, since LeBron has continuously just done everything that he saw Michael Jordan do. Space Jam Two well, coming soon. <laughs>
1: why do you say that? Why do you say that he has to go with Rock Nation if he goes to the Knicks?
0: Just I just they think, think it'd be a better yeah. Being in New York, I think it'd be a better fit. Um, having those people close by, they probably have certain relationships in the city. Not that yeah. Clutch Ports doesn't, but. I don't think he would have the same relationships that Jay-Z and the crew have in, in New York. But we'll see. We'll see.
2: Mm. Yeah, that's going to be, be interesting. That's going to be something to, to watch as, a, as we start to approach the, the NBA draft and yeah. everything. That, that's going to be a big story, especially with the thing happening with the sneaker. That makes it all the more interesting. But what do,
1: so. what, what do y'all think, though? Um, you know, because we kind of talked a little bit about it. What do you think the NCAA is gonna to have to start thinking about, you know, in terms of the future, to preserve, to preserve the game, to preserve the interest in the game, and attract talent?
0: Well, that goes into now the one and done thing is, is seemingly over. Yep. Am I right or wrong in that? Is over? Is it over now? The one and done rule. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It sounds like it. it sounds over. like it's gonna
0: be over. Yeah. So NCAA is not gonna do nothing. They are gonna say you got a choice. You can either come here or you can go there. We we, right. we don't. This kind of lets them off with of the hook to a degree. I'm just confused about that it's... G League shit. Doesn't make any sense. But I don't know. Yeah.
1: But part of the problem though, too, with that is that they're gonna have to. I I would think that. I mean, March Madness may still, you know, have some get some attention. But I think they're gonna have to do something different outside of the box just to have they run the risk of just becoming a little less interesting for the
0: consumers. it's now. been like that for me for years honestly I'm still <laughs> should, I'm still they sure generate the same amount of money do march if, if, if I'm sure more than when i enjoyed it so they're not they're not worried about um you know the folks that miss the the pureness of the college game being able to grow with those players in those universities
2: yeah. they don't care yeah, because yeah, and you know what? And that's, that's a good point of of being able to grow, right? Because, and we'll get into this actually probably on something else, but I think that the people that actually care about you going to the university and growing through the program, I think that that's a dying breed too. I think the people that think that way are, are getting much older. I could care less if somebody goes to school for a year. I, it doesn't matter to me. You know what I mean? What do you I think mean? The, I think, meaning that, I think that, you're the population that cares as far as a student staying there for four years and getting your college degree and then going to the NBA. I think the people that are steadfast in, in that way of thinking are, are much older. Right. So I think that the, right. The it's changed. Kids, right. Yes. Yeah, right. The, the way of thinking, the way of thinking, nobody cares. Right. I don't care if a kid is in college for a year or four years. I believe, Hey, if you're able to go make a living, which ultimately that's why you're going to school for basketball for, for a lot of these kids, you know, cause you want to try to make a living at it. Well, if you're able to make a living after a year, then you go make a living. That's, that's the name of the yeah, game. And
0: it's been going on so long now. Most of the, the younger generation, they're, they're used to this. They don't know yeah. what it was like with Big East and Ray <laughs> Allen going against Iverson and Marcus Camby yeah. and A-10 going up against Temple. They, they don't, they never had that experience. Right. So right. this is the normal for for a lot of them. I'm concerned with now every, all, all these kids now think they're going to be uh, ready for the NBA when they're not. That's, yeah. that's another thing that you got to police now. Mm-hmm. And how do you do that?
1: Well, then that, I think their, their options are definitely going to be limited unless the NCA changes their rules around, um, you know, after you pick an agent, if you're no longer eligible, because they're going to need, there's going to need to be a safety net, for these players unless they all just end up in the in the G League um, or, or playing overseas. But, you know, there's going to be those – for all the players that go top 10, there's going to be the ones that are late first-round picks that, that don't pan out. I, I forget the statistics, but back when it was, uh, you know – We
0: started I, to see that happen yeah, the, before they put the new And ruler. that's why they changed yeah, it, right? We started so, to see
1: that happen. So I, I think that's something that the NBA has to think about. Maybe that's why – they changed the pay structure a little bit in the G League to maybe maybe offset that risk, but I think it would be interesting if the NCA would still be an option for those players. Rashard
0: too. Lewis, we remember you. Wipe your, wipe your eyes, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's
0: gonna be all right. Yeah, he was definitely high every game, shooting from the baseline. Yeah, he definitely <laughs> hit to spot up in that corner.
1: Made a living but off that. But y'all remember
0: when he, he got drafted in the second round? Was up there crying. Damn, I didn't remember that. Wow. Yeah, he was up there crying in the second round. He thought he was supposed to be the man. Tried -hmm. to come out of high school. Didn't get no guaranteed contract in that second round. So, I mean, I'm just saying, man.
1: And he's actually... A good example because he he lasted a little longer than some of the no, players that he we ended up forgot a big about. Contract, yeah, yeah, there's a there's a bunch of players that yeah he's a good example that it worked that, out for that him we long-term. we can't even remember their names. You know what I mean? Right, right. No. But, but that's
0: the thing we don't know them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a ton of guys <laughs> that to right, but we don't know. Them. Lou yeah. Williams win the second round. Yeah, they have they Walmart. That's another good country. example too because it worked out for him as well. But hey. <laughs> I think it's going to be something that's it's going to be interesting to watch. I mean, now, though, maybe it's good for the college game because if you go to school, we know you're not necessarily there for one year. Not necessarily. Because if you were mm-hmm. really that good, you would have went straight into the draft. So it's going to be interesting. But for that G League shit, I just don't know why they did that to my man Rod Strickland. Why you do that to my man Rod. So what's Rod? Was Rod the commissioner of that league yeah, now? Rod was the commissioner. Or he was he was he was in an executive position for the G League uh in that program that they had just set up, which mm-hmm. you just mentioned, getting hundred and fifty thousand dollars to top tier recruits to come to the G League. Now, the G League and the NBA are, from my knowledge, hand in hand. Why would they make that announcement less than six months ago? Right and then <laughs> and now, this, right? What are you? What is going on? Why'd you set? And you set up a man. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Sharif, Abdul Rahif, was that, was that? Ab- Sharif Abdul Rahim was that? Was Sharif Abdul Rahim? That's Mahmoud Abdulrahim. <laughs> my bad. No disrespect. No
1: disrespect. I knew where you was going with that. Yeah, though.
0: he's a part of it
1: too, though. He's an executive in that shit. That's what you call the fake promotion. There's a lot of brothers that have to deal with that. But, yeah, it's interesting, though, because, I mean, it it makes you question outside of the NBA brand, how much are they invested in these other um, leagues that they're invested in? We talked about the WNBA and kind of how that's kind of faded away and ownership has changed there. Like, is is the the NBA really committed to these other programs? Because I know
0: they got to do away with that program now. It doesn't make any sense. Now it's 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 still perfect for Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz should have went right to that league. But is is, is he going to be able to mentally bring himself to do something like that to show somewhat of his weakness and say, "Yeah, I'm not ready. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and do this."
1: Nobody's going to do that. Yeah, there's not too many Chris Middletons in in the league, right?
0: But that what the Chris Middleton is what the G League is for. It's not for. A top tier right. guy. Yeah, it's not right. for the number one. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's not
2: for it's not for the top fifteen pick. Mm-hmm. Right, it's for the second rounders. You know what I mean? So, so I, I don't you, get you know. It. And just just a, another callback to the to to students staying for for four years, right? And, and people just the mind frame changing. The other reason why the mind frame changes is because of YouTube. So we there are kids that play in high school that my son he knows these kids why because he sees them on YouTube. Yeah. So you they've been fo- so you follow them. Even if it's only two years, it feels like a lifetime because you followed them through high school, through their first year really? at college, and then once they get to the NBA. So, essentially, you know these kids because you've seen them. true. You know, I mean, whereas true. As, as That's true back in that. the day, there wasn't that. So, you didn't right. know about Phenom until he was going into college.
1: Right, right.
2: You know, Which could a, be dangerous
0: just, as well when we now we're lifting the, the one-and-done rule because some yes. people— Believe they own hype. This kid, Zion. They're going to believe their views. Yeah. They're another going to believe Zion. their views. There's, there's another Zion yep. that I coached against. He's from the DMV area. I think his pop moved him out to Kentucky or something like that. Zion Harmon. He's got 200,000 followers on Instagram. And he's nice, but he's small. But he's going to think his mind, I got 200,000 followers on Instagram. Anybody knows me? Yeah, you know I mean, mm-hmm. I'm only I'm only a, a sophomore in high school, even though you mm. should be a senior, nigga. I know, <laughs> I know, I know what your pops did, nigga. Uh, you, you had other people who were, shouldn't have been thinking about that, thinking about it. They didn't. They wasn't as nice as you, but they thought that their kid was
1: trying to trying to hold back honor roll no students. Shots. <laughs> no <laughs> shots like
0: uh, no
1: whoa, shots whoa, 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 whoa. your kids in AP classes why you want to take them AP class again
0: what are you doing he wanted to reclassify his son
1: son got a 4.0 what are you doing for basketball trust
0: me his son was not it he ain't it chief but he thought he was he wanted him to play uh, D1 basketball I'm just like Jesus Christ He is not a D1 unless something drastically changes. He is not a D1 player, but he had a plan. At least he had a plan. A lot of parents do a lot of that stuff without having a plan. And we'll get into that a little bit later as well. But um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that G League program. I'm not sure who it's for anymore. Um, You know, I guess Bronny can be with his father sooner than later we'll see <laughs> maybe, maybe that was the influence yeah maybe that, that was, was the, the influence, influence. It
2: real shit it been. clutch sports they said it's enough Bronny we need you here now <laughs> you know what I mean? they
0: didn't let us have Anthony we're gonna get Bronny <laughs> we gotta keep afloat we'll be born in five years if we don't cause he'll be there what four <laughs> years now He could be be there four years now. I I don't. Yeah. And it's funny, if you hear LeBron talk about it, it's almost like it's a foregone conclusion that he'll be there. Right. That's crazy a little bit. I guess it don't matter either way. They're going to be fine. But I think he would downplay it more than he does, you know?
1: If I was his son I wouldn't want to play On my dad's team He's nuts Year's <laughs> <laughs> he latest quote man. He's trashing oh them my God. Talking about That he doesn't know If basketball's Their first priority Like nigga Are you not A&R and 2 chains album What are you talking about
0: That bothered me a lot Not sure if they Understand the They're urgency
1: Out his mind And what is
0: i don't mean to derail but god no we need to go ahead and talk about this real quick let's get to it what is up with this nigga man i was talking to somebody (laughs) about
2: (laughs) yo the pain in your voice right now is crazy
0: (laughs) and i'm sober as hell because i'm on this raw food diet so just so y'all know i'm I'm probably the first show i've done without having a little sip but <laughs> so this is him on a
1: regular. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what the hell is going on? What he's did you see the clip of him a and there's this campaign with him a and r and two changes next album hip-hop, March
1: first hip hop historian.
0: He's running yeah, run with this shit, and then you had Draymond Green in the studio. Did you see that? I missed that. Draymond was there. I'm like, what? What is going? on? <laughs> what is going on? Two Chains I
1: just saw him explaining. A deluxe album or something to Two Chains, and he was like explaining it like it was a new idea, and Two Chains was like nodding his head like he's never heard of this before. Yeah. I'm like I'm like Two Chain, I'm a fan. Like you've had eighteen, Chainz, you didn't need to do this. You've had eighteen to twenty songs on your album every every time you came out. Tiny Boy, he's not he's not telling you any new ideas, but I think it's just marketing. It's just he's using LeBron it, for marketing. It it's just kind of nasty.
0: But now LeBron can run with this hip hop historian bullshit. That we don't want to hear. That nobody believes, nigga. You don't even know who Ja Rule the Damager is. You only know one Ja Rule. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you but never I, heard the Boot Camp Clicks album, nigga.
1: But I'm fans. You don't know them. how hot
0: Buckshot was back in the '90s. Nigga, get out of here. Duck down. Black moon. Fuck out of here. Get me all riled up. I forgot what we were even talking about. Well, yeah. he... <laughs> That's your king. Recently, <laughs> just this past weekend, he came at his teammates like, nigga, you're supposed to be the leader of the team. Why are you calling these kids out? They gotta. They probably can't stand that motherfucker.
3: Mm-mm.
0: No way they can stand LeBron James. I mean, you they would see- trade me now. What the fuck? Why did y'all drop the ball? That's probably what they say. <laughs> like, what the fuck happened?
1: You saw, you saw videos When we saw them on the bench He's sitting there by himself What is that? Like nobody wants to sit next guy, to him This guy
0: Michael was never gonna throw his TV He was gonna take that fucking brunt He was gonna take it on his shoulders He was gonna say I gotta do this I gotta do better I gotta do a better job Of leading the guys That's how you handle that shit You bitch ass nigga Sick of it Get him out of here Him and KD Need to be gone The NBA can get back to normal When those two sweet Cupcake ass niggas Get out of here i enough
2: Mm. shout out to Russell Westbrook you know what I mean shout out to Giannis get the cupcakes
0: out of here MB too yeah well we we got another cupcake it might hold it down yeah. if, he, if he develops a jump shot we might have to worry about he's been playing ass. good he's been, he's been playing good lately man he tried to be a tough guy too which is funny he got into it with the uh the, center. the dude from the from Trailblazers. Cantor. Cantor
1: was. No, no, it was he no, got it, got with, Cantor. it was both of them. So he got oh, into it? it with the, 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 I forget the dude's last name. But then Cantor, he got into it with him. Uh, he kind of knocked Cantor down. I think Cantor flopped a little bit. But, you know, they kind of no, had it was a definitely moment. a flop. Yeah. It was
0: definitely a flop. Yeah. But you're going to talk about somebody being ass, nigga. You can't shoot a lick. <laughs> like, hey, relax on your... Your negative trash talk Until you fucking be able To hit a 15 footer
1: Told him he's ass And he had like 25 and 15 <laughs> In that moment
0: yeah, What's going on with you Like the trailblazers On the road Whoop your ass At home Joel mm. get well soon
1: You know what though Jesus You know what though too, to that though He probably had the mindset Like oh I got 31 in this game Season high It ain't cause of me He might be More himself than team And that's something To keep an eye on
0: Mm -hmm. Who isn't (laughs) These days Honestly Who isn't You know what I mean It's just a way Of going about it LeBron Check yourself Nigga We're not a fan Those young kids Got talent They need somebody To lead Not somebody Tearing them down Every chance he gets Moving on From one bitch ass Nigga To the new well, I don't want to call him the new Muhammad Ali, because that's what's in question now. Last week, Colin Kaepernick signed a settlement with the NFL. A lot of people have different feelings about that particular settlement. Him yeah. and Eric Reed. And I remember when Eric Reed got his contract extension, he said he thought that this helped his case. Because how was I get this big contract extension, but I was at home for the first month and a half of the season? So this actually will help my case. Not sure if the NFL looked into saw that as, you know, maybe he really does have something there. But why do y'all think the NFL chose to settle? And let's let's put it out there. This is not a win. You see, maybe you can view it as a win. But the NFL chose to settle, get this thing out the way. What do y'all think was the, 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 the mindset behind that?
1: I, uh, I think that there was actually... Um, some some information that Kaepernick and his team found that proved you know, the collusion uh, case that they were looking mm-hmm. to pursue. I think they were actually scheduled to go to court next month and all the information that leaked out there from comments from Jerry Jones, uh, owner of the Cowboys, and Stephen Ross, owner of the Dolphins, which basically confirmed that the owners got scared when Trump was making his public comments and, and Trump basically allegedly told Jerry Jones that he wasn't going to change his tone because he sees that it's working for him politically. And I think that um, after that, I think that their case actually kind of boiled down to that point in time when that conversation was had and when, you know, Kaepernick all of a sudden was no longer getting any calls back to, to get a contract. So I think that there was actually real information there. And once it became public, during that case that's only more bad publicity you know for the, for the NFL right mm-hmm. right and i think that's really really what it, what it what it boiled down to there was too much exposure there and bad press they're coming off of very controversial season super bowl ratings i think were were at an all time low if i'm not mistaken so they're at a point now where they need to get past it so they obvious then this is a different um, behavior, You know, they had Tom Brady, the best quarterback of all time, probably, in my opinion, who tried to fight them through the legal system. And they, they, they held firm and wanted to fight him all the way through to the end. Right. And, and they chose a different course of action with Kaepernick. And I think that's because, again, there was definitely something um, in, in that investigation that his team uncovered that was going to be hard for them to uh, address. Other than writing a nice sizable check, so I'm happy so he got paid. Do
0: you think it was? Was there any coincidence with that same week someone that they also want to coin as a domestic violence uh, abuser? Someone who has had that case recently, Kareem Hunt got a job that same week. Two days later, they settle. Does that move the NFL to go ahead and say, all right, let's get rid of this because yet another guy. Who has done something way more demonstrative, even though, you know, he's a young kid. He got a job within a matter of months. Right. Colin Kaepernick has been out for two years. Mm hmm. Do you think they went ahead and said, you know, this is continuously happening? This is a trend. Let's settle with this Kaepernick thing to make this shit go, to w- go away. Has to be. Do you think he had any influence on that decision? Hunt getting a job.
1: Yeah, I think I think, um, and I definitely think uh, Kareem Hunt getting a job only helps you know Kaepernick's Kaepernick's case on top of you know the, the what was the player that Ruben Foster that the, the Skins had picked up during the season right. that was a whole lot of bad press. So I mean, you got a guy that peacefully protested and people forget about this he's taking a knee off of advice from a a teammate I believe that was a former veteran that recommended that as well as Mm -hmm. as an honorable way to show respect for the flag people just totally missed that in this whole thing so I mean he didn't do anything malicious um you know at all so you got these other athletes that are getting second chances and he's he's not getting any phone calls but you got what's your man from um Buffalo, the Buffalo Bill quarterback, they always talk about it. Mm, Through Peterman. Like, Nate Pe- Peterman. Nate Peterman's out here Big Nate. Big Nate. Big Nate, five receptions <laughs> per quarter. Nate, you know, so it's ridiculous. So, I mean, they had to settle. They wanted to get this quiet, and that's why they made them sign a confidentiality agreement. So,
0: But there's a lot of people out there, the Stephen A. Smiths of the world, and I think, Dante, you mentioned it as well, mm-hmm. that you want to know the details of the settlement, yeah. which we can't now. but. Why do you think you need to know the details?
1: Right. So for me, it's not about the money. Like I'm, I don't care about that. I'm, I'm, like I said all on previous episodes. Black men get paid. I'm always, always supported that. And he, like I, like you said, the Muhammad Ali, you know, of his era, for taking, taking a stand for injustice. What would be, what would be interesting to know though is what are the terms of, of his. Um, of his confidentiality like in other words if he were to play again is he prohibited mm. from taking a knee
0: but we'll see that and, and that, but wouldn't we see that
1: well that's something that we'll, we may find out and if he's no longer taking a knee and we don't know if he would be able to explain why if that's part of the confidentiality agreement but
0: but, would, but real would, quick you know now they can stay in the locker room they don't. They don't have to come out now. That,
1: that so it's still it's still kind of open because I think the players' association filed a grievance against that. So it's still um, against staying in the locker room. Yeah, because it's it was against civil rights or some shit like that. So it's still something that they're still trying to work through. They, that's why they don't really enforce it. I, actually, I think it's a rule, but they don't really enforce it. Um, I think after a certain certain period of time, the players' association filed a grievance against it. But you know, and if and if he stays in the locker room now. Are people? How would people feel about that? See, I'm curious to I'm hear. I'm fine with but, it. But but you weren't the one it. of the people that boycotted the NFL over Kaepernick. So I'd be curious to know what they what they need to see.
0: In I order thought to feel that they good. were they were misguided people, right, for doing it because right there was no structured, organized movement, mm-hmm. and there were mm-hmm. no demands made. It was household right. by household saying, "We're not going to watch." And everybody thought whatever dip they saw in ratings was because of their household, which is no. Mm -hmm. I work with somebody who told me he don't watch the NFL. He's a Cowboys fan. Trust me, he don't look like us. I asked him about the Cowboys in the playoffs. He didn't even know who they were playing. So he's really not watching. And he just said to me, because I am black, oh, once politics got involved, I stopped watching white nigga please I know why you stop watching fuck Mm out of here but he you know he tried to be respectful for me and I guess I can respect that but there's a lot of people who weren't watching for their own reasons and Mm -hmm. for you to boycott something now here's the thing I've heard a certain group of people say they're not going to watch again until Kaepernick gets a job I've heard another group of people say They're not going to watch until police brutality. I don't know if it's come to an end because it will never come to an end for any race. But there were a lot of different people were saying, well, they want to see some something happen. I guess maybe politically in some way. And I think we've seen some progress, um, you know, in in prison reform and things of that nature. Um, The NFL did give that money to Malcolm Jenkins and the crew. Uh, So there's. His job was to bring awareness to it. He did that, mm-hmm. and he can now. If he chooses to stay in the locker room, if he chooses to stand, there shouldn't be nobody out here trying to condemn right. him for that. Yep, he did his job. Yep, yep. shit that yep. nobody else was going to do. He took all of the bullets for it. Mm. So I don't think anybody should try to give him all of this negative feedback <clears throat> of, "Oh, we need to know the details <laughs> and." He gave up on the fight. Hey, that brother did more than anybody else is willing to do. And if he at this point decides to change or shift his thinking, he has the right to do that.
1: What do you say to people that would, um, would, would argue um, by him sitting back in the locker room or modifying what he's doing during the Pledge of Allegiance now after accepting a uh, Compensation for his protest. What would you say to people who would say that he monetized off of activism? And and people. Well,
2: I think that I think that I think that's short-sighted, and I, I think it's unfair. Um, you know, at, at this point, right, he would just be trying to to get back whatever it was that he lost right. in fighting right. for in fighting for a cause.
0: He's donated you know, millions I, of dollars to various organizations. Let's keep that out there too.
2: Yeah, I mean, so uh, so the people that are saying that are, are you not happy if, if you know? Do you want him right? You, you know, want him to broken, be Kurt Flood. broken, and begging <laughs> right? You yeah. want
0: him to be Kurt Flood and struggle the rest of his life and be a tortured right. soul, and that's the only way that he can show he's a true activist. Get out of here. Well,
1: no, nah, yeah, I, I yeah, think I, I think, and again, I think um, let's be clear what what the point of views are. For me, I'm I'm 100 supportive of Cap getting his money. But I do understand the other side of it where there's people that now would look for him if he played again to still take a knee because if his cause was to bring awareness and hopefully eradicate um, police brutality and and social injustice to minorities, some people might view it a certain you just view it a little funny if there was a price to be paid that could get him to stop fighting for that cause um publicly by taking a nick. so i just think and yeah, it's, but, so that's different but, but, than but the what? point of kurt flood and, and him not getting money because people could still be uh, you could speak you could have it both ways you could be supportive of him getting paid but it still to me could look a little funny if he modifies how he protests going forward yeah oh. but
2: but hey, isn't it wouldn't it be isn't it absent-minded to think that him taking a knee is going to eradicate a, a social issue within the country uh, to fully eradicate it? That that that's a that's a dumb thought process, anyway.
1: Oh hell yeah, no. That's why I think a lot. The three of us probably didn't join the boycott because I think earlier, you, like two said, it was so much. It wasn't a clear, cohesive leader of it to explain what the goal and objective was. So you had people boycotting for different for different reasons. It was a little bit all over the place. Right. Right. right
2: and and i think and i think honestly speaking i think if you know if we just break it down in layman's terms and and, and and be real about it the the fact of the matter is that a lot of these people that are so-called boycotting and have so much to say they are people that are on their phones on twitter that want to be a part of something right mm. and they didn't watch football anyway right so when i when i and no no disrespect to, to the women right but when you see a uh, like females we, on, go ahead, go ahead. When you see when you see the females on on Twitter and they're talking about, you know, I'm with Cap and this and that and da 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 da. You can't tell me who won the damn Super Bowl in 1990. You don't give a damn about football, right? You're you, you're trying to find something to talk about. You know I mean, now is it is it bad to to have the to have those words out there and to have it you know be spoken about? No, it's not. It's not bad at all. You know, but but you can't condemn him for. If he's able to come back and make a living, and he decides that hey, I don't want to if I don't want to take a knee, I don't have to take a knee. Right. And, and, by, he doesn't have to take a knee for the for the rest of the time that he decides to, to right, play football. Right. Right.
0: Right. I agree with that, but also as far as each household making that decision, I, I I agree with you to a point. I think some people may not care if they're actually changing anything. It's a personal decision that they in order for them to look themselves in the mirror, they decided to make that decision for themselves. Right. You know what I mean? Because recently, I'm trying to do that with with clothing. And the Gucci thing came out and all of that, and I don't have a ton of Gucci stuff. Uh, you know, just, just, and y'all know how we all used to be trying to get the iceberg and all the cool brands. Like, that used to be our thing. Always wearing right. polo. I'm moving away from that shit. We much older now, anyway. But if it's not, I'm trying to seek out black-owned uh, brands, black designers, and that's that's what I'm going to pursue for myself. Just because people are clamoring for these brands to accept them that don't give a fuck about them. This shit is happening over and over again. We saw Burberry with the fucking noose. Like that's yeah. not a mistake. It's no way you made that a mistake. So now you're using. Out, um,
1: outrage to market
0: right? Uh. What was I think you told me about a movie With Sandra Bullock It was like a crisis I don't know if that movie has anything to do with this But now people are creating crisis As a way to brand You know what mm-hmm. I mean And who else to take advantage of Than the one group that kind of Always goes above and beyond with the outrage Whenever something happens Instead of focusing that energy Maybe in developing their own and, and owning their own So that's why I sent y'all that picture of those Master P sneakers because I've been looking for brands to buy black. And I'm like, this is what makes it hard with these damn sneakers that Master P (laughs)
1: is out here trying to
0: push. The Magnani's or some shit like that. Come on, P. (laughs) It looked like something out of BAPS. What the fuck are you supposed to do with those? Come on.
1: You wasn't feeling the pattern?
0: Hell no. Cheetah print on the sneaker? Nigga, so you, right. know,
1: you know he got some Cheetah pants to go with them shit. He probably with. does
0: I just want some simple Like Damon John This is a time for you right now To Stop just come on. out with some Really nice t-shirts Plain t-shirts No design Don't call it FUBU Just call it the D, DJ design Or some shit like that Just make some casual wear The black people could get behind You could really make some progress With that right now If it's not him somebody Dapper Dan somebody Somebody Dapper Dan's still trying to negotiate And talk with with Gucci They gave him a little bone With the store in Harlem But why isn't there no D.D. Apparel Pause Dapper Dan Apparel Why isn't that out there After all these years I don't get it So I'm trying to move away From all that shit And I spent a lot of money Through the years Trying to I don't know Make myself feel good Or impress others I don't know But I'm moving away From that shit Absolute that
2: Mm-hmm. Salute yeah. that You know what though The thing about that too I don't know why I guess it's just How we are As a people But We don't support each other
0: We don't We gotta
2: we move don't away from that That doggy
1: dog mentality yeah. Willie Lynch shit Like we are yeah. so Critical Of our Of our own shit
0: you impress so much You think that If you actually get A little bit of something There's not gonna be No room for nobody else So You gotta crabs in the barrel mentality. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not necessarily crabs in the barrel. Crabs in the barrel trying to keep people down with you. But the few that actually get somewhere are also a little bit afraid to rock the boat with whatever Mm. people that got them in that position that may not look like us. So they don't want to go too far because then they might lose some relationships with the people that don't look like us. But if we had the support of our own, they wouldn't have to worry about that shit and again it's deeply rooted there's a lot that still needs to change but for me personally that's what I'm saying I'm not trying to change nothing it's just for me personally I feel better trying to support black brands black designers but it's got it's got to look cool like and it's or it's got to look <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean some banana republic type shit like just some regular regular clothes just, yeah, that I don't, can don't do too much you know what I mean right don't do too right. much right we always got to have them the, the the uh whatever the logo is big as hell. Like I don't, I don't need all that. You know what I mean? Just make a nice shirt, make a nice T-shirt, some nice fitted jeans, and some nice casual sneakers.
2: And yeah, we'll, let we'll me be rocking. clean, right? Just clean, just clean. I don't need, I don't need a big license plate on my chest. I just need something that's nice and clean. Yeah.
0: I hate it when Polo did that shit. By the way, with the big horse. The I, big I got, ho- got a I couple big horses, shit. and I don't even. I don't even wear them shits. I don't even know how or why I bought them. But yeah, I'm not a big fan of the big horse either.
1: I think they did that intentionally for our demographic too because they, they, they think that we like, you know, the big gau- yeah. gaudy shit. I think Tyson Beckford like.
0: was the nigga they used for the campaign. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> D- Double down. So it
3: worked.
1: Yeah, but, but it shouldn't work anymore though. You got to change
0: it. It shouldn't. There's too much ways to connect us with social media Um, and it seems like it should be much easier to do these type of protests to organize, but people are still too much about themselves with this social media shit. Um,
2: yeah, it's too much (laughs) about
0: individuality and thinking your own little superstar. Right. Right. But hopefully something can change. Um, you know, people can galvanize and get behind somebody. The one person that could do it is Barack, but we can't ask that of him he's probably not yeah. he probably doesn't want to be in that position but it so would take like, somebody that one, like that
1: yeah. Hove could probably do it <sighs> those S.D. Carters had a pretty decent run I didn't own a pair but I remember in college they was they oh, had a good oh, run oh,
0: oh, I'm not talking about a pair I'm talking about just being able to organize and lead the people you know what I mean from, from a boycott standpoint for anything oh, not, not necessarily right, right, right. coming up with a a brand of 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 that nature, but
1: well, I, I still say probably Hove too because you know it's interesting. He was used to be the Tom Ford guy, and I've noticed yep. an interesting transition. Now he's definitely more pro black,
0: but um, that's where we get it from And his attire, yeah. the, the song, the rappers. They right. they they yep. promote these brands, and you know you want to now they've made it cool, so you want to look cool, you know. So a lot of it is within the imagery and the messaging that we get and that is starting to shift as well like you're saying so mm-hmm. you know i still have hope that we can lift up our own and and have some more ownership i tell you that i mean i knew we didn't own shit before but that killer mike docu series really opened to my eyes like trigger warning we don't own shit out here mm. it's crazy yeah when he was trying and to and trying how to...
2: hard it is to actually right. as he said to live black right. that was that right. was crazy right yeah that was crazy
1: It seemed like you had all paths led to like Farrakhan principles just to find, you know, all black, you know, agriculture for eating and shit. You know, you had all all paths led to that for him.
0: But to to really back in, (coughs) it's Ty Boehm, Mr. Kaepernick. I appreciate you. I think we all appreciate you for everything that you've done. Um, We're here in the Panthers. We're here in the Patriots. I think he gets invited to a camp. Does is. When on opening day, when the kickoff goes out there, will Kaepernick be on somebody's sideline?
2: So here's what I'm gonna to say to that. For Robert Kraft's sake, the Patriots better pick him up. <laughs> Robert Kraft gotta get <laughs>
0: <it>. <laughs> Or or would it be there's already enough media attention there, or does it hurt Kaepernick going oh, there? Oh no. No,
2: no, it helps Robert Kraft. We're talking about this point about Robert Kraft. He's got to get the attention off of him, and he's got to put it on Colin Kaepernick. Mm. So if, if Robert Kraft is a, pardon the pun, a crafty owner, which I think he is, right, because he's made some moves in the past, starting way back with Corey Dillon, where he's pulling in players that maybe nobody wanted to touch. You know, they may have had issues or whatever. Colin Kaepernick is the way to go, and it gets the talk off of him being a nasty, dirty dog at the spa. So, Colin Kaepernick to the Patriots. Let's find a cool hashtag and uh, and let's run with.
1: I I think um I think he has to end up on an NFL roster because for the NFL wouldn't this what's the whole point of settling with him? You know, you're just going to prolong the story because then the next story is going to be. Every week, why isn't he signed? And when you got Nate Peterman out there, right, bumming bumming up the field? I don't know if Nate going, is still in the league. I, he's I mean, he, record, he's, I he's, a metaphor, <laughs> he's a metaphor. He's a metaphor. I with you, um, but you know, if you're gonna have whoever out there that's trash, and you still got Cap out there, you know, reportedly in the best shape of his life, according to Eric Reed. You know, this only going to prolong this conversation and and work against them and settling. So I think he still ends up on a roster. I don't think it'll be with the Patriots. I think that Trump influence. What
0: do you think of it's Reed and Cap on the same side? It's possible. Oh, yeah.
1: It's possible in North Carolina too. With it's possible. Pem-
0: New Well Cam Cam might fuck around And be out all next year He got surgery season, yeah.
1: Yeah. I think it's uh,
0: That's the whole point Yeah I, see a, I could see that I, I could see that and, and
1: and I could see You know Cap doing his thing Um, it, You know I think that uh, I think he could end up With, with the Patriots um, Not the Patriots The Panthers Um, Which will be interesting Because you know then, then those two Will be on the sideline and, and, and you know I'm gonna be curious To see what they do On the sideline During the During the uh,
0: That would be interesting. I I think if it is any team, being that Cam Newton, for those that haven't heard, it's possible that he sits all of next year out, similar to Andrew Luck, uh, with that shoulder issue that he has. Mm -hmm. So that would make a ton of sense, because right now they have uh, the backup quarterback played at ODU, Old Dominion, um, not highly touted. He just has some kind of relationship with North Turner. North Turnham had mm-hmm. him out there in oh, uh, that's right. Minnesota. That's right. And he just always liked him. But I don't think right. everybody's gonna be able to get behind this kid. So it would make a lot of sense actually to bring in Kaepernick and then maybe the kid works out or not. You keep him and see, you know, how he progresses, but then you have a Kaepernick and that gives Kaepernick the best chance to get on the field as well in that situation. My one problem I've always had with Kaepernick, I think think that Panthers thing does possibly work out. If not, I don't know where else he can go. But I felt like if you really love the game, you can protest the NFL, you can have this collusion case, well, why not play? You had other options to play. You know what I mean? You could have went to the Canadian League. You could have did something really creative where you got a large percentage of the jersey sales. Mm
3: -hmm. We would
0: have been walking around the U.S. with the Kaepernick jersey. Every state hmm. by state, coast to coast. Everybody would have had the Kaepernick jersey on there. The AAF, yeah. I can maybe understand why you didn't want to do that now that I watched the game and it was terrible. So, but just to get on the field to show people you can still play, why not structure a creative deal around that as well?
2: Right, right. You know, that would get be out there and play.
0: play. Right, get out there and play, man. And, and the piece of me thinks, I, I'm not totally sure, how confident he is in himself at this point to where he wants to go out there and play. I don't know. We'll see.
2: Yeah. That, 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 that's going to definitely be interesting. Uh, I'm hoping that he does get out there, though. Yeah. And I'm hoping that when he does get out there that he, that he, that he is, I don't want to say serviceable because that, that would downgrade uh, what I actually hope. But I want him to go out there and look good.
0: You picking him up you in know. fantasy, nigga?
2: Not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> not a chance. <laughs> 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 hey, Cap would definitely be a waiver
1: wire pickup. He's a, I'm about to say, he's a he's a, he's a spy he was spot starter, <laughs> for sure. <laughs>
2: yeah, waiver wire pickup in week four. <laughs> On a four. bye I'm week. Not a, yeah, he's, he's not – You he's know, not, you know somebody would. Drafted.
0: If you knew he was going to be a starting quarterback for the Panthers – by draft time, somebody's gonna pick his head. Craig will probably pick him up in the Craig, first round. That you took the word right out of
1: my mouth. In the first. Shout out to shout out to Craig. And never play him what for the whole Bell? season.
0: <laughs> yeah. And never hey, he play him start
2: him in week three. <laughs> Cause he thinks it's a gimme. You know uh, what I'm saying? <laughs>
0: classic I am legend football it, stories. I
1: I I I don't blame him for not playing in that. Uh, what's it called? The AA? What'd you call it, the AFL? The AAF. The AAF. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the yeah. Funny story on that one came out that the checks didn't clear for the first payday for those players. So, Cap might have dodged when oh. not going I in. saw
0: that they got a big investment from somebody. <laughs> the Carolina <laughs> Hurricane yeah, yeah, State. Yeah. yeah. It, so, um, he now, like, is the CEO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what do you. Did you do your homework around this shit? Like, He's, why did you put it? What you put up? Like, 150 million? I think
1: 250. <laughs> You know, all of a sudden now a hockey guy owns the largest percentage of that league. So I don't know how long that league will last, but good luck to those players. Hope they get their money.
0: And we um, we did mention curve Flood. This is a Black History Month. For those that don't know Kurt Flood, he was the first guy to test, pretty much test free agency. Before, the organization of or the ball club completely controlled you, completely controlled where you went. And he yeah. was the first one to try to test that infrastructure and he's the one that in essence created free agency a lot of people probably look at free agency as the norm today which it is but before Kurt Flood it was none of that so let's give a shout out to Mr. Kurt Flood um I know we wanted to speak on another iconic baseball legend but let's go ahead and give Mm -hmm. a round of applause real quick to my man Mr. Kurt Flood, we love you. Word. In we,
3: Word.
1: While we while we giving shots a quick one too. I want to give a shout out to Art Rooney, man. Did y'all hear him come out publicly and he wants the NFL to investigate the other teams' implementation of the Rooney Rule? Which was, um, you know, the requirement to interview uh, minority candidates when you have head coaching uh, opportunities. He feels like it's laxed. You know, I think mm. you know, in spirit of Black History Month, it's, it's good to see people using their privilege in the right way to bring awareness to, you know, inequalities and in, in all in coaching for that matter. So I think all that's right. kind of dope.
0: So we got one black. Yeah. You want to shout out a white, and, and Ron, you you want to shout out somebody
2: as well, right? Well, yeah. You know what? I'm I'm going to switch gears here in a while. Well, Tay is, is, is uh, you know, um, loving the white man, right? I'm going to take it back to the essence, right? Because it is Black History Month. I don't know why we're shouting out that man. But uh, <laughs> you, you but,
1: never get progression uh, in, in any struggle without participation from the whites. They were marching with us in Alabama, indeed, niggas. Indeed. Do your history.
2: Shout out to Bernie Sanders, 2020. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, But all jokes aside, no, big shout out to um, who uh, I, I don't know if our, our listeners would know who he is but uh don newcomb don newcomb um negro baseball player uh he moved into the majors moved into the majors with with the likes of, of jackie robinson um played for the dodgers brooklyn dodgers moved to la with them uh he just died this past week uh he was 92 years old rest in peace, He's from rest, Jersey. In
1: peace. rest in
2: peace yeah yeah so yeah a big big round of applause for, for mr don newcomb uh, before we go any further, R.I.P. There was one. On the there stat.
1: was one important stat around with him. He was uh, like one of the first, the first player, pardon me, to win Rookie of the Year, Cy Young, and MVP. There's only yes, been, he was. there's been only one other player in the history of baseball to do that, um, and that was Justin mm-hmm. Verlander. But and he was also. The first African American to win 20, ba- 20 games as a pitcher in the major league and to start a World Series, so this dude is an icon. Glad you brought him up, Ron. I thought that was a good a good topic for sure. No doubt. Did
2: you say
0: no he was doubt, from down. Jersey. Is that what you said? He he's yeah. from
2: Jersey. He's, he's from okay. Jersey. He, uh, from, from up up from uh, North Yeah. Yep. 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 He's 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 a, so he's a Jersey icon. Um and, and just to touch on that side Young award, he won the inaugural. Cy Young Award back in uh, I think they said back in fifty six nineteen fifty six um, the first pitcher ever to win the Cy Young Award mm. um, and in that same year he was the MVP of the league you know what I mean so shouts to and, him. And, and, and big shouts big shouts to him um, and just just to kind of go a little bit further right and this is something that we don't normally talk about on the podcast um, blacks in baseball. Blacks in baseball—that it 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 almost it doesn't it doesn't mix for whatever reason.
0: It's interesting because we all played too, and we stopped at a certain point. Which um, you know, I want to kind of find out where that disconnect is because it has
2: declined. Yeah, and so so here's something that I was reading. Right, so as of so last year, opening day, there were only I think it's seven percent, seven percent of all baseball players. We're black. Mm-hmm. That's not counting the dark-skinned Latino players. We're talking about those that are considered African Americans like myself and, and, and my two brothers here. only seven, seven and a half percent. that's less than two on every roster mm-hmm. in the major leagues. you know um, and, and the reason why it's something that's kind of that's close to, to, to my heart is my son, my son loves baseball. Son loves baseball. We started it at at, at four years old, and, and that's his that's his heart. That's the game. He loves he loves baseball. But when we go to these other tournaments, right, and just even on his own team, he's the only kid that looks like him on our travel team.
3: Mm.
2: Only kid that looks like him on our travel team. It's 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 so funny because we'll go to to other places. We like we go down to uh, down to Maryland, um, and, and we play in the Cal Ripken uh, Stadium down there in Aberdeen. We'll go down there and there's a, there's this other kid that plays for a team down in Seoul. We're normally it's only a handful of us, but it's funny that when you go down to Maryland, you can pick out a person that you know why because they look like you. Yeah. I don't know this person from anything other than the fact that I see them at baseball tournaments you know and we you know we have a little talk on the side but in reading right so what they say is that <clears throat> and maybe this is kind of I think all of our thought processes that the disconnect. For, for, for blacks in baseball is that, you know, it's uh, it's harder, right? First of all, it's harder to get up a baseball game than it is to go play basketball real quick
0: or that, play football that, that, in the street. That, that's, that's one thing. And from some of the research I saw, though, uh, only second to basketball, baseball is the most participated sport by black youth. It was a bit surprising, but it was in USA Today. So we all played to that point. Your son yep. was playing. I'm I'm just trying to figure out where is the, when does it stop and why, because for it to be still the second highest sport played, second highest participation rate by uh, African American youth behind basketball. Where's the disconnect? What's what? When does it stop? Honestly, I never loved baseball. We played and I was pretty good at it, uh, mm-hmm. but I never had a real passion to play the sport. So. When you stop, it's just like, all right, no love laws, move on. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. I'm just trying to figure out. I mean, that was just my thought process. But where do you think the disconnect I, I, is when people stop playing?
1: I think um, for so looking at us, I know for me, we talked a little bit about this offline, but like you could tell. In other locations where the kids played all year round, and the game got faster. For me, I stopped playing. Man, that ball was coming fast as hell. So I said, "Enough of <laughs> this shit." It, it, it it, you you get you was. get hit one time in the helmet, one time in the chest, and you look at baseball differently. Like I could do something much much better with my Saturday than this shit. Fuck Man. that, right?
0: Especially that shit come for your head a couple times? Like, all right. I mean,
1: we saw this we saw it. a dude catch a line drive in the chest, and that was bad. That was yeah, bad. That no,
0: was pretty bad, too. So,
1: you know, mm-hmm. I think that's part of it, at least for me personally. But, I mean, there's. I'm curious. That's interesting that this is the most participated sport amongst black youth. Because, right. you know, I was reading another thing out there. It was. And I, Ron, you kind of talked about some stats that we uh, might have been reading the same thing. So 7% play in baseball, 64% black in the NFL, 75% black in the NBA. Why does that change right. over time? And, and,
0: and to your point... With those other sports, the game gets more complex, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily say baseball gets more complex outside of the ball starts coming faster, you know what I mean? Or yeah. or that ground ball is much that, a much hotter of a shot, drive, right? you know what I mean? But yeah. there's no, like in basketball, after a while, it gets pretty complex. In football, it gets very complex in those different right. schemes and things of that nature. Yeah. Baseball really doesn't yeah. get that much more complex as you progress, so when I saw that, stat, I'm just like, well, what the hell is, what is going on? We're, if we're playing, if we're starting out playing the game, and mm-hmm. you can't necessarily say it's money, in my opinion, because you look at those Dominicans and those from Latin America, and that's what they're playing. You hit it,
2: you hit it on the head. So that's the, and that's where, so that's what I was saying earlier, right? So they, so what they say is that it's it's more difficult, especially they say for for inner city youth, yeah, right? Because at going. a certain point, you have to. Travel baseball right costs a lot of money. You got to travel, you got to stay, all of these things. You got to constantly raise money. But what I was saying to myself as I'm as I'm looking some of these things up is, well, you have the Latin players in Cuba, right, in in the Dominican Republic, that they don't have anything. They don't have anything. Dude, this right? might but, sound
0: crazy. You think it's the weather?
2: That may be part of it, but I'm gonna tell you what I think that it's deeper, and I think it goes, I think it goes into. Um, Kind of, kind of the same thing that we were talking about as far as as far as us not supporting our own, right? I think that our parents came up in a in a time where they loved baseball. They loved baseball. They had, you know, they they're just coming off of off of the Jackie Robinsons, right? So they learned that from from their fathers, right? And then and then in, in the seventies, you know, you have your uh, Reggie Jacksons, you have uh, your Willie Stargels, you know, these 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 people that look like that look like you. You know that are that are hitting home runs and, and they're playing great positions and Ozzie Smith. You know who who we saw as, as we're coming up. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that the game of baseball hasn't marketed itself to someone from not only not necessarily from the inner city, but right. I think it hasn't marketed itself to the African American population. And let me not even say African American. I don't use that term. They haven't marketed themselves to the to the back black population. Right. right. So as a right. teenager. As a teenager, right as we're growing up, it's well, yeah, Ozzy Smith. All right, yeah, that, that's cool. But I want to be like Mike. Right, you know, I want right. to be like Bo Jackson. Right. There was nobody to like idolize
0: ben. that that looked yes. like us. There was right. nobody. The right. big hurt was a cornball. The, the closest <laughs> he was nice. He was the, good. The closest, but he yes, the
1: closest one was Ken Griffey, but you
0: barely heard him speak. Right. He didn't have that personality. Right. Yes. He didn't have yes. that personality. And, and I
2: think, and I think that, I think so. I think that Ken Griffey was was a good time for for major league baseball. Here you have a young black uh uh baseball player that plays a hell of a center field, hits the ball out of the park every time he goes up and when he's in batting practice, he has not had on backwards. Right like the kids right, that
0: right, right. are what to right. emulate him. And right? even and even Barry Nike. though. Barry wasn't yes. us.
2: Barry wasn't no. us though. No, no, no. Barry I'm was, not black. Barry was I'm more Hill.
0: Right. 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 We didn't Barry, Barry, resonate Barry with Barry. The Closest thing yeah. we had in was my man Bobby Bonilla with the, oh. with the cross in his ear, Gary Sheffield. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Gary yeah. Sheffield's, he, yeah, I, he, I like yeah, the he, wag of the bat, but you never heard Gary talk, he wasn't in commercials or nothing like that. I don't no, know why no. Bobby Bo resonates with me right now, but
1: yeah, we had Doc, we had Doc Gordon, we had Daryl Strawberry, we had,
0: but those guys were a little bit before our time.
2: I yeah, that, when are, they were in their yeah. heyday,
0: when they were in their heyday, right. I remember yeah, the, the crime dogs Doc and,
2: and Daryl. They were smoking
0: crack, right? The black <laughs> players that
2: run with the Yankees, <laughs> that
1: run with the Yankees, but it wasn't in their
0: prime. The black players I, the black players I remember was Fred McGriff, Crime Dog, Atlanta, yeah. David yes. Justice, um, yep. Dion. Just because he was playing both sports, but he wasn't a constant. Um, Al- Albert mm-hmm. Bell, Albert yeah. Bell. Um we remember, damn.
2: Yeah, after after you say Frank Thomas, which is in that big hurt, it right, starts right, to get thin. Right. Tony Gwen. Um, Tony
0: Gwen, Joe Carter. Tony Gwynn. Fuck you, nigga. Fuck Joe Carter. <laughs> Words. Fuck Joe Carter, nigga.
2: Hated that night. But, Hated you know, it. we
0: remember those guys. and But in mentioning all of those guys, they weren't going to resonate with the black youth of the culture. That wasn't yeah. nothing yeah. we could connect with. None of those guys. David Justice was with Holly. David Justice was with Holly Berry. Right, we'll give him that. But you know, it's still it, what they didn't market those players. Like they weren't, they weren't in front of us to where we got to know their personality and and say, I want to be like David Justice. I want to be like Fred McGriff. We, that that wasn't that wasn't the situation. And for us, I don't think the Phillies had any black players. At that uh, particular time, that I, at that time,
2: not that I can remember, and I love that no.
0: 91, 92, whatever the team that was, 93.
2: team. Sean Crupp, Darren Dalton, it was yeah. all white people. Uh, yeah,
0: but I, I, that's my that's my favorite Philly team of all time, and they didn't win mm-hmm. anything. But <laughs> I love that team. They went to the yeah, World Series. The they went to the World Series, but they didn't win it. But yep. that's my favorite Philly team of all time. No black players on that on that team. So I'm just trying to... I was looking at some of the stuff that y'all are looking at. I'm just like, well, where does it stop? I think mainly it's because, to your point, it becomes uncool. There's nothing to connect us with. And I think baseball has an opportunity because I did see... I don't know if y'all know, that right now five states have legislation out to where kids under the age of 12 won't be able to play tackle football. Mm. Currently, five states are trying to pass that law, and if that happens you know there's going to be a lot, a, lot, a lot of others to get behind that. So right. baseball is seeing that, and they say, okay, we have an opportunity here. And just think how much their sport can grow if the black audience decides to tune in or tune back in, because I used to love baseball. I used yes. to, I when the Phillies won the World Series, me, Ron, and Big T Strip was out there at the parade. Yes, sir. I drove all yep. the way from Charlotte, North Carolina, the night before, 11 hours to be there for the parade. Mm-hmm. And over the mm-hmm. past few years, I just, I guess when it's hard to follow baseball when you're out of town, for one. But me and yeah. you, Dante, we used to go make sure we caught a Phillies game every year. We didn't go at all last year. I don't think we went the year well, before I'm, th- either. I'm about to say last two years. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it's, it, it, they have a huge opportunity to capture a black audience again. But also, their stars today, I don't think they market them well. Not at all. No, they don't market them no market. No, and
2: and here's and here's the reason why, right? The 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 problem with Major League Baseball is is, is probably parallel to, to some of the problems that that like a night a, uh, a Gucci and a BlackBerry uh, uh, Burberry, I'm sorry, that they have. They don't have people in place that are in tune with what's going on and with what's needed. The average age of of a Major League Baseball fan, like a true Major League Baseball fan. Is 57 years old.
0: Wow. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. That's crazy. Fifty-seven. Yeah, they got 57 a bigger problem than I thought.
2: Yeah. So you, it, it's just like anything else, right? If you're out of touch and you're not getting younger, you have to get younger because you that's the audience that's going to follow it. So my son who plays baseball, loves baseball, doesn't watch a lick of it on television. Doesn't watch a lick of it on television. It's not that's enjoyable to
1: watch on TV.
2: It's it's not. It, baseball is a, is a game where you have to be in the stadium to even care. Nobody wants to sit and watch it for three hours. But, again, they have to do a way better job of trying to market it to the to the younger kids. Now, they tried it last year. Uh, they were doing the nicknames on the back of the jerseys, right? So, right. you know, the – The, the they, Home Run they, Derby has their, been
0: really great the past two years. I will say that. It has. It's it great. has been great.
2: It has. It's chicks and kids. Love I don't know who
0: them. any of those motherfuckers are, but it's been fun uh, to watch. Say
2: Bright,
1: <laughs> Bryce, Bryce, Bryce Harper and Machado. Those are the only names I think I've I know these days. The
0: World Series a year, not this past one, the one before that was phenomenal. Astros and Dodgers. Didn't know who I was watching outside of my man Kershaw, but that was the best World Series I may have ever seen. Like, Mm -hmm. they were going extra innings damn near every night. Like, like, that shit was crazy. Mm -hmm. So, I still want to connect to the game. And I did another podcast. We'll give them a shout out at the end of the show. But I told them, I want to do fantasy baseball just so I can get back into it. Like, I'm going to do fantasy football, uh, fantasy baseball this year just so I kind of learn who these players are again and connect me to the game again. Because right now, I don't know who's who at all.
2: Right. Right, right. And, and, and again, just to, to double back real quick, when you have a superstar like a Bryce Harper, right, who wants, to, who wants to be marketed, he wants to be marketed. But he also, the problem is that the way that he wants to be marketed and the things that he wants to do, they go against the old man rules of baseball. At a certain point, baseball has the embrace that, hey, our superstars need to be in your face. Our superstars have to have a voice. They yeah. have to have a personality. Yeah. Long gone are the days where we just want our our, 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 bat, our baseball players to, quote unquote, shut up and dribble. Right. And then these, you
0: don't want. But here's the thing. Do baseball players, are they, are they selling anything? Because where you get to learn a lot of these players is because that yeah. apparel company now wants to market this. They want to market this person so they can sell product. Right. Sneakers right. and baseball, not necessarily a thing. You know what I mean? But it's going to take one of these apparel companies to go out on a limb at this point and say, hey, we're going to get behind Bryce Harper. We're going to get behind Mike Trout. And yeah. they're going to have to go like the, the Penny Hardaway route and create a character maybe around them to yeah. to bolster yeah. their personality. But right. it's going to take something like that for them to be able to, and maybe it's not baseball for, as far as marketing their stars. These apparel companies don't seem to have interest. And putting money behind branding these guys, from what you, I
1: can see. You know what? One, one point I want to get in on this though is the one thing about baseball in our lifetime is the peak of baseball for consumer interest was. What you think? It was back when they had the, the home run. People were following that home run contest. McGuire, Sosa, yes. Bonds, and they were back chasing records. Unfortunately, that was during, during the PED era, which yeah. which was no good for the game. They got to figure mm-hmm. out a way. I think the best marketing appeal in baseball still people are interested in the home run so a lot of the ways like the nfl has tweaked the rules to incentivize and have more offense they got to figure out a way to tweak the game so that there's more home runs to drive demand from consumers i think that then would have marketing dollars maybe come back to baseball so that visibility could be uh uh, behind the athletes more so that the youth can have an interest in following some of them
0: i did
2: go ahead bro no, what? So just to, to to piggyback on that, I think that that's where, and again, that's where Nike was successful in marketing Ken Griffey Jr. So I that I don't I don't, right. I don't, I don't give right. if there, there was, was any sneaker out League there. Baseball. It was the
0: Ken Griffey's that we cared about. Right. Like yes. it yes. was cool yeah, to have Ken Griffey's, the Deion Sanders joints. You know, you could say they yes. were football, but the one sole baseball player that. We cared about having a sneakers was Ken, Giff- Ken
2: Griffey's. right? Because of that, right? So, so and, and, the, and the marketing of him, the marketing of that again, it doesn't go to Major League Baseball; it goes to to your point twos, to the apparel company, right?
0: Right. So that's so probably what it's going to take.
2: That, that's exactly what it's going to take. Under Armour has to say Bryce Harper, we're ready to try to make you a star. So because we want to make you a star, here's what we're going to do:
0: we're going to put all these
2: marketing dollars behind you, and we need you. We need. But we also need Major League Baseball to allow him to be an outspoken athlete in the same vein that that football players and basketball players are able to be outspoken. The problem is that that goes strictly against the unwritten rules of baseball, which is don't make it about you.
0: But to bring it back to the black players, um, they do that. They did start a program, right? Do we know what the progress was of that initiative? Does anybody know?
2: So I do. So. So the program uh, is it, called RBI, and it—I uh, can't remember right off top what it stands for. but I know is, uh, bringing back—it's bringing back baseball in, in inner cities. Um, the program started in I think 1989, right? And the the fruits of the labor are 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 like CC Sabathia, who came through that program. Uh, Jimmy Rollins—he came through the program. Uh, both BJ and uh, uh, Justin Upton both came through that program
0: and that's that's so cool hard. and you're mentioning those guys that's great but yeah. 2017 was a record low for black players in yeah. the in, in mlb actually in yeah. 2018 they had the highest growth since 2007 2008 right. which if you're at your record low is not yeah that's just it's a not, statistical. Yeah, <laughs> right it's not too hard <laughs> yeah. to have yeah. right <laughs> you know a, a <laughs> number that looks a like growth. that's math right <laughs> Today, we have 68 players that are black out of 750. Wow. So a lot of those players that you're mentioning, you know, they're kind of at the end of their career now. So where does that program stand today, and why haven't we seen more? And why would there be a record low in 2017 if that initiative started many years ago?
2: And and so what I think is that, again, those players are, are unfortunately, they're anomalies. Right there, there are some that slip through the cracks, um, but I, I think that it's just I think that people just don't care about baseball. Just as simple, simply plain and put, they don't. They there's don't gotta care about baseball. there's got to be a
0: reason why. If I don't care about something, there's always a reason why. I, I think yeah, honestly, just, uh, if I had to, now we can go around the room. If I had to say one reason why there's a disconnect because we are playing, is because it becomes uncool in a lot of the neighborhoods where yeah. the prevalent athletes may come from yeah. um, and they choose to go with basketball. They choose to go with football where <laughs> they can identify and they can see people who have been successful. that look like them in those arenas.
2: So, hey, and, and, and not to cut you off, you know, what's funny about that, that that goes into a, a popular story over the past two weeks, Kyler Murray, right? Heisman trophy winner, Drafted by the A's last year, the ninth pick in the first round, and we know that there are about a thousand rounds in the baseball draft. And instead of choosing to play baseball, he chose to play football, a sport that is synonymous with with head injuries, and 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 you know maybe your your probably your life towards the end of your life isn't as high if you chose a, a sport it's that is more of a thrill, it's content- more of a
0: rush. Those sports are more yeah. of a thrill, more of a rush. And I will say the past two years, last year, the number one and number two pick in the MLB draft were both black. Kyler Murray Mm -hmm. was the first pick in this year's draft, also black. So, Mm -hmm. you know, baseball say they want to get to 15 to 20 percent of black participation within their league. And maybe we're starting starting to see some of that. Uh, They also just initiated in 2018. They have a diversity and inclusion report. And that's from top to bottom, from executives to minor leagues of how many, um, uh, you know, what's the race and what's the gender of folks within your organization from top to bottom. So they just started that initiative. Every team gets a grade and they're going to publicize it. So if you're one of those organizations like the Padres who don't have any black people on your team, you're supposed Mm -hmm. to have the number one farm system right now from what I hear. Not sure what that demographic looks like, but you know still there's a problem there and even if they do have the number one farm since the Padres have been bad for many years and they might be one of the teams that need to look and put some brothers on the field
2: you dig? yeah yeah mm. yeah shout out to my cousin chip who's a, a scout for the uh for the Padres he used to be a scout for the Phillies he brought um dominic brown he brought him up so shout out
0: to I remember my dominic chip. brown I remember him yeah where is he yeah. at now? He, he played around?
2: for. Did he play for the Phillies? The Phillies. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, Dominic yeah. Brown actually yeah. is from South Carolina. Dominic Brown went to high school. My cousin, where my cousin was the the principal at. So yeah, shout mm-hmm. out.
2: Yeah. Yeah, shout out to, to my he cousin. He was supposed Chipy, to be a big uh, deal,
0: and then your cousin clearly yeah. can't scout. And this is what this uh, like. say, That's relax. what it sounds like. That's what the moral of the story sounds like to Maybe me. Maybe that's
1: why he stopped <laughs> recruiting the brothers.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Chip, is, Chip is in the Dominican Republic right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> Finding the to, next
0: well, prospect. As long as he's not with us, go ahead and do your thing, Chip, because clearly you no don't have the eye. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> I trashed him. I think oh I remember God. a cousin of yours named Chip. Did I meet him before?
2: No, nah, you never met Chip. No? Chad. Nah, you're probably talking about Chad, but okay. you're talking about Chad. But, yeah,
0: Shout man, out to Chad oh, I think that, for, that was my reason. I think it just becomes uncool in those areas. I think there's an opportunity where parents aren't putting their kids in football, at least mm-hmm. not very mm-hmm. early. But I, right. I think there's this, this got to be a way for kids from our demographic and our background to be able to connect with the game. And somebody's yeah. got to figure that out, whether it's the MLB, whether it's this, the apparel companies, whether it is somebody like, like Jay-Z, this is a prime opportunity for you to try to get into a market that's underserved. Yes. You know? We'll yes. see. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so
2: we'll 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 see, man. It'll... it'll It'll
0: be interesting. And, uh, you know, maybe in, in the next, uh, you know,
2: 10
1: years when Sonny makes his major league debut, maybe it'll
0: be different. Well, I'll be his agent, so we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Claim the bag early. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I did want to, uh, coming up on time, let's kind of wrap this one up. I want to shout out to the Revolutionary Instigators. I was on their podcast last week. Really diverse conversation Uh, We spoke about a lot of these things But check them out They're on Apple Uh, I believe they're on Spotify also But it's Revolutionary Instigators Uh, We got into some deep conversation Went into the Black Panthers uh, Went into some of the stuff with the Gucci And all of that Um, So it's uh, another brother And then we had a white gentleman So it creates for a really good dynamic Really good conversation So check them out Check them out I want to end it on this And y'all may want to chime in I was checking out this damn Christine Leahy. Y'all remember, y'all familiar with Christine Leahy? Y'all know her?
1: Name sounds familiar.
0: She used to be with with Colin Cowherd before Joy went over with him. I do remember. My man LaVar infamously told her to stay in your lane. Yeah. So I've been trying to hold off on her and it's been bothering me. I've been trying to find something wrong. I ain't gonna lie. I've been trying to find something wrong. Because she's interviewing all these black players. It's like they come to her house and she interviews them on some Oprah Winfrey shit. And I'm just like, man, is this a culture vulture situation? I I couldn't call it that. Because she seemed to be somewhat knowledgeable about sports. Then I saw her interviewing Shane Mosley and she said something about, she tried to have a boxing comment. And as my man Roger would say, bitch, you don't know shit about boxing. She tried to say, (laughs) (laughs) she tried to say that Floyd didn't fight anybody, and he was ducking folks throughout his career. Bitch, you don't know nothing about boxing. Pretty boy Floyd fought them all. Diego Corrales was supposed to destroy Floyd Mayweather, and it was the opposite. Before he—if you just met Floyd Mayweather, and, and, and again, some people may not like him for his antics outside the ring, but inside the ring, he's one of the greatest ever. If you were just introduced to Floyd Mayweather when he fought Oscar De La Hoya, you don't know shit about boxing, If I say who is Diego Corrales and you don't know, bitch, don't speak on boxing. If I say Mm -hmm. what what weight class is 135 and you don't know, bitch, don't say shit about boxing. If I say Mm -hmm. who is Luis, uh, Jose Luis Castillo, who was probably Floyd's closest match back when he was a lightweight and you don't know, bitch, don't say shit about boxing. Floyd said he fought everybody who was in front of him. Only thing you can say, oh, he might have... He might have dodged Pacquiao for a little while. For a couple years. That's mm-hmm. true. But it's also very true that Pacquiao was juicing. We all know it. And for him to want to avoid that situation, ask the brother to take the test. He said he was scared of needles at that time.
2: That's true. Mm-hmm. That's
0: true. Let's not let's not give him no strike for that. His hands got brittle as he got older. So he wasn't the same knockout artist that he was as a younger man. But look at him against uh, Arturo Gatti look at him against yeah. uh, Castillo in the second fight look at him against Dale Corrales destroying these guys you don't get to that point without going up against the best and when he was really young he was facing some veterans he had no business being in the ring with so Christine Leahy stay in your lane don't talk about boxing I gotta get a boxing episode on this motherfucker not everybody can talk I don't know if y'all niggas can talk boxing with me I could talk boxing. I don't know. I talk, I, I talk boxing with the best of them. I definitely <laughs> love the, the
1: Gotti reference. Uh, underrated fight in Floyd's career, too, is when he fought Zab Judah. Zab Judah actually knocked him down in that fight. Um, that was a really, no, really good fight. No, he didn't fight. knock him down.
0: He did knock him he down. He did knock but him then down. then he came back. He hit him with a nice shot. Yeah, yeah, He He probably won the first four rounds. Zab probably won the first four. And then he destroyed him. And I think that and was like the,
1: one of the best fights to really understand Mayweather and what he was I, about I, in The only
0: fight I think Floyd lost... Honestly, I do think he lost that first fight to Maidana. I thought Maidana gave him a lot of trouble. He came on towards the later rounds, but Maidana was hit. And even that fight, Floyd didn't have to take that fight. Maidana was destroying everybody. Maidana yeah, was him destroying him he, careers. He, he,
1: he fought him after he, he broke he he, Broner's he, drum,
0: right? He he destroyed Broner's career. Mm-hmm. Broner ain't been the same since then. Amir Khan beat um, Maidana, but Amir Khan ain't been the same since Floyd didn't have to get in the ring with that guy.
1: I'd like, the but b- he did when he fought Cotto. I think that first fight against fight. Cotto was a good fight. I could have seen fight. that go um, Cotto's way. A lot of people would say, but you after know, a
0: while, you like, wasn't getting no decision in, nah, in Vegas against Floyd. You got to right. beat the champion. You champ. wasn't getting no decision. But
1: to, to what you' talking about though, like why are people entertaining? Like, what's her background? Why are they even meeting right. her in her you house? Don't qu- or you giving don't qualify. Her that,
0: yeah, well, you don't qualify. Why doesn't Carrie Champion have that show? Right? Why does well, Jamel Hill have that show? She started in 2012. I looked her up. She's been active since, in, since 2012. So in the in, in the realm of six years, you now have your own show where you're interviewing these high-profile athletes? How do you qualify? I'm not understanding. So Christine Leahy, shout out to LeVar, stay in your lane. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to wrap it up. I got nothing. We're going to wrap it up. Nothing, definitely
1: not about to support her. <laughs> I did want to ask
0: Ron real quick, as far oh as boy. baseball. Let me just backtrack a quick second. How much yeah. does it cost? Is it is it a costly sport right now? I know you have Sonny training year-round. He does the training um, in the winter, and he pretty much plays yeah. year-round. Yeah. Is that thousands um, of dollars? Is that hundreds of dollars? Where is that at? It's at?
2: At this point, it's at thousands. Annually? Yeah, at this point.
0: I mean annually.
2: Yes. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We annually you get up around um, equipment and everything. You probably get up to somewhere around four. You know, and that's not. I mean, if you start to include it in travel costs and everything, forget it.
0: So we have you to know, we have it. to incorporate that into maybe another reason why we don't see as many of the really prime athletes playing because it seems like now that rec baseball thing is gone. We don't even have rec baseball leagues in Philly in um in anymore. I mean, they're gone. No. So no. if you want to play, yeah, right. now they've made it pretty much an AAU situation similar to basketball where you have yeah. to be playing year round in this circuit yep. and it's going to cost you a lot of money. So let's not forget that. That that's got to that's got a factor in as well.
2: Yeah, for yeah, for for a United for the United States definitely.
0: Right, definitely. right, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Um yeah. but yeah, maybe there's a way for kids to figure out a way to play you know, outside that circuit. I think that's key as well. But we're going to wrap it up. Either they don't know, don't show, or don't care about what's going on in the huddle. We'll see y'all next time.
2: Peace. Peace.